This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham, Power Hour is upon us. Numbers 844-SAY-ACCN. That's 844-SAY-ACCN as we continue to stream live on the ESPN app. Appreciate Coach Mack joining us. Louisville playing good baseball. Yep. They're on top of the Atlantic Division by one game. But those three series that are left, though, Wes, Wake Forest and then the Commonwealth. Red Hot Virginia Tech and the Hoos. Uh, it won't be easy for anybody coming down the stretch, but Louisville, the team to catch right now in the Atlantic Division and ranked in the top 10 in the latest D1 poll. So there you go. It sounds like uh, he and Roger Williams have uh, diagnosed some of the pitching too after the win against Vanderbilt the other night. So uh, Louisville gets that fixed with the way they've been hitting the ball. <clears throat> Could be trouble for the rest of the league. Watch out. Sure. Uh, coming up, uh, Pete Diamore will be with us, uh, Virginia Tech softball coach. Uh, he's coming up in about, what, uh, 15 minutes or so. And then Charlotte North, the finest women's lacrosse player in the galaxy, will be with us at 930 this morning. Uh, it also coincides with who is the biggest star on your ACC campus right now? And the reactions have been swift and deliberate <laughs> back on social media. We have seen a uh, we've seen a bunch of them here. Let's start with uh, Bryson McBrayer, who says, "Hi, my name is Tommy Tanks, and I hit dingers." Tommy mm. White, the freshman baseball star for Elliott Avon at NC State. How about that? You know, I, when I was going through my list again, everybody's got their own opinion on this, and there's no correct answer. But you know, is Devin Leary finally going to get recognized? I mean, Dave Dorn. The other day, called him the I, finest quarterback in the country, not the league. We know how good the right. league is. Dave Doran said, in the country, the best quarterback's Devin Leary at NC State. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And we have not seen a Devin Leary yet. Uh, let's see what else we got that popped up on social media. Here's one Mark Linder. I'll split this up. The male star has to be Jordan Travis at Florida State, and the female is Sydney Sherrill. Those are two good ones. Well, I told you, I, you know, I had a hard time with Florida State because there's like a, so many different angles that you can go. Women's soccer, national champs. I mean, Sydney was on the show with us, what, two weeks ago? Got the Packer and Durham bump and had a good weekend. Uh, she always has a good weekend. Uh, Jordan Travis looked really good in the spring game and said, hey, our offense, man, we're going to score on people this year. So I think there's a number of different avenues that you can go down in Tallahassee. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, how about one or two more here? Uh, at T.O.Shea33, it has to be the 2021 Tawarton Ward winner from Chestnut Hill. That would be Charlotte North. I think that's uh, right. Who, by the way, will be one of the leaders for that award in 22 as well. I wouldn't disagree at all with that one, Pac. I, yeah, I, Charlotte yeah. North to me would be easy at B.C. Well, Phil Jakovic, back at quarterback, big man on campus. The guy we just talked to, Luke Gold, a half an hour ago, is going to be an all-world baseball player on the next level. you got a few to pick from at BC, but Charlotte North is a superstar, and nobody can argue about that. Yep, That's right. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Jacob Bridgman, Clemson Golf from Shannon Tootin. Hey, what can I tell you? Golf. You know, it's been that way for Wes since the early 80s. 
It's been that way since the early has 80s it, down there in Tiger Town. Has you know, it, has the it Clemson really, men's has golf it. program, uh, you know, we pretty much have run the deal. I mean, I know Danny Ford had some pretty good teams in football in the 80s. They won a national you know, title, and, you know, they were always pretty good. And, you know, Dabo's had a pretty good run, but, uh, you know, Larry Penley, he kind of ran the show. I mean, Clemson got into the uh, NCAA golf to bids yesterday, 40th consecutive year for the men's uh, golf program. Yeah. So, That's yeah, right. I, I would say yeah. uh, Jacob Bridgman, Clemson men's golf, a uh, big man on campus, not surprising at all. Could I um, – I happened to uh, show uh, Vicky the picture from the catalog last week. Oh, yes. Over the weekend. Orange I showed her the picture. Orange aids. Yeah. yeah. I, um, number one, she was really impressed with your orange sweatsuit. I mean, oh, yeah. really impressed. Hey, and you know what? For twenty five ninety nine, you could be too. Twenty five ninety nine. But what she what she was stunned to see was Larry Penley in the cardigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, my man Penley, he was he was styling. We were all male models back in the eighties. Tom 80s. Selleck. Oh yeah. Tom Selleck. Yeah. yeah. And by the there way, was. my man, my man Larry, uh, my partner, partner Penley. I uh, was driving a little Porsche back then. Oh, stop. Swear to God. Swear to God. He hit a uh, cow one night driving back. Hit a cow. Came up over the hill. The Porsche hit the a cow. The Issaquina Trail, you mean? Out there oh, yeah. in Issaquina, oh, he yeah. hit a cow? One, one, yeah. one, we lived at 152 Issaquina Trail, and I swear to you, every time I go yeah. back to Clemson, if I have some free time, I drive down there just to drive by that place, and a big old smile comes across my face thinking, man, if the yeah. walls could talk. Yeah. If only the walls could my talk. Man, my man hit a, hit a cow with a Porsche. Okay, yeah. let's go to the next one. And we, by we the way, get away from that. By the quick. way, we couldn't find the cow. We went back looking for it. I bet you it. couldn't. Couldn't find the cow. Great. It put a hurting on the Porsche, uh, though. Man. At Florida 53. TVD is the biggest star at the U. I agree with that. I would. I would 100%. agree. Yeah. I don't have it. No issue with that one at all. Uh, that one would be one of the easier ones. Okay. Next. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Brian Schofield at FSU. I'd have to go with Parker, Parker Messick since Jalen Howell's no longer on campus. Will likely be ACC Pitcher of the Year and an early round draft pick. Yes and yes. That's what I'm telling you. Florida State's, like I said earlier today when we started this, to me, I got to Florida State and I was like, wow, man, where could I go at Florida State? There's so many different picks mm -hmm. here. And that might be the hardest one of any school. And I said earlier, if you're a Duke fan, where do you turn to if you're Duke? Who's the biggest star on your right. campus right now? I think Duke's hard to do too, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, one more. Here we go. Um, Will Graham could not think of one star at my favorite college, Syracuse, so I got one male, one female. Sean Tucker, football. Right. Emily Howarchuk on lacrosse, women's yeah. lacrosse. At Syracuse, I think it's easy. Harris I mean, Chuck, I'm sorry, Harris Chuck. Right. I mean, you got two great ones to pick from there. Easy ones to pick from. Yeah. I mean, Sean Tucker's going to be the best running back in the country. There we go. Right. I mean, he's back. I mean, goodness gracious. A machine. Dude's a, a machine. Baller. Yes. Player. Uh, when we come back, Pete DeMore joins us from Blacksburg. Virginia Tech, best softball team in the ACC. He's done a terrific job with the Hokies. We will come back and hear from Pete when we continue. Packer and Durham on ACC Network. 
This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. It's not a long way to the top if you're Virginia Tech, because that's where you can find the Hokie softball program right now. They are numero uno in the ACC. Coach Pete joins us, and he's got a new look, man. Last time we saw him, mustache, he's fighting, doing all kinds of stuff, grinding, getting ready to roll oh, into yeah. Tallahassee. Now look at him. He goes down to Tallahassee, takes two or three, comes back clean shaven, got the ACC regular season in his back pocket. Pete, first of all, man, it's always good having you on the show. But, man, congratulations. I know it has not been easy to get to the top. But, uh, man, so many people get a ton of credit here. You guys have done a really, really great job. Well, thank you. And thank you for the intro song. It got me got me going this morning. That's it. You know it. <laughs> Low ACDC never heard anybody 9.15 in the morning. There you, you know go. it. Pete, we, we find ourselves, and we really, by the way, have enjoyed our, our visit with like Meredith Slaw a couple weeks ago. I mean, there's just so many different dynamics to your team, and I think yet everybody gravitates to Keeley and Emma when it comes to the pitching, and I get all that. But, man, you got to be proud of just the, the collective effort of your club here and, the, the, and maybe even to a degree the resiliency to understand what happened at, at California last year at the end of the season – and yet use it as momentum for this season and the success you've had. Yeah, the kids came back really um, really motivated. But th- you're right. that The key to our success is I think it's just the chemistry of, of our team. I mean, obviously we're talented, uh, but everybody gets along. Everybody's um, rowing in the same direction. Um, there's not really any – any drama on our team. It's just, it's just a fun group to be around. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the key to, to what we're doing is just, um, treating our kids right, respecting them. And, um, we are getting that return coach, every, uh, player that we've had on this show, uh, representing Virginia tech softball this particular year has given us, and it's not a cockiness. So I don't, I want to make sure I get this crystal clear, but there is an awareness of we belong here. We have earned the right to go prove that we are not only number not only talented, but we're a team that folks are going to have to deal with. And like I said, it doesn't come across as a cockiness, but it's almost like a championship DNA within that, hey, it's business. We just show up, we do our thing, and if we do what we're supposed to, you know what, life's going to be okay. And, and even when you answered that question, it almost like defined a perfect example of every player that we've had on that, hey, we're just doing what we do. And that is we show up, we go to work, we perform, we take care of business, we win, and tomorrow we're going to go do it again. Yeah, that's that's a big deal for us. I mean, um, you know, coaches always want to want to preach day-to-day and, and pitch-to-pitch, and um, I, I just don't – I think we embody that um, – I was listening to, or I read something about Bill Belichick a couple of weeks ago that said, um, you know, after all of the Super Bowls he won, a reporter asked him, um, "What's next? What do you do next? You know, how do you top that?" And he said, "I'd like to have a good practice today." <laughs> you know, and that's that's what we try to do. And I'm not telling anybody I'm Bill Belichick by any stretch of the imagination, but um, that's just how we try to try to uh, run our program. Is just um, you know, day to day, don't look ahead, don't look behind, and um, you know, let's just um, win today and. Uh, the girls have, have really have really embodied that and, and, and bought into it. Well, you've also played some landmark stuff along the way. I mean, we mentioned the Florida State series. Take away, you know, and you you're well aware as anybody of what Lonnie's done in Tallahassee and kind of what you've built in Blacksburg. 
But for that to be the first ever top five regular season series of an ACC softball teams, I mean, that's landmark stuff in a league that, you know, quietly is very much improved here in the last couple, three years with your emergence, Clemson's emergence, Duke, I mean, to join what Florida State had. Now, all of a sudden, it's not wild thinking to say, okay, there might be two teams in Oklahoma City. Who knows? We get the luck of the draw, maybe more. That's not beyond the realm of possibility now. No, our, our league is stacked. Uh, I, I read some prediction yesterday where um, I, there could be seven teams in our league in, in regionals. I mean, that's just uh, – there's no off weekends anymore. There's there's nobody you can just uh, roll out your number four pitcher or number five pitcher and say, hey, we're going we got we're going to win this game. It, you got to take every game as serious as, as the last one. And, um, yeah, it's awesome for the league. And, and you go back to the Florida State series, that was m- – probably the most intense series I've ever been a part of regular season. And I'm not talking ACC. I'm talking my 10 years at Mizzou. It was just every pitch mattered. It was a super regional atmosphere. And, um, you know, if that's what this league is turned into, uh, it, it's, it's going to be a, a special, a special thing. Pete, you mentioned you can't take a weekend off, but then you get a week like this where you get exams going on. I mean, we talked about the grind of a season. You play 55, 56, 58, hundred games. It seems like, you get to this stage, you can kind of see the finish line, but it's also the best time of the year because it's the most important. But maybe in some respects, because of finals and all that stuff, it's kind of nice to have a break from the grind a little bit. It is. It is. Um, you know, I told um, the players after BC that you kind of have to refocus. You have to recommit yourself uh, the last month of the season. Um, you know, we have taken this week off. We, we played a, a tough Liberty team on Tuesday, but – uh, Monday was off, Wednesday's off, uh, Thursday's off. We still lift, but nothing mandatory softball-wise. Just uh, recharge your batteries. and Because um, you're right, that's that. you want to go into postseason as fresh as you can. And since we've been doing this since um, you know January 7th, I think, uh, it's every day. And so um, give the kids off a couple days and, and recharge, and uh, hopefully we're, we're fresh when we come back from, from this break. Hey, Pete, this may not be the time or place to think about this, but I- I'm curious because I know this is four seasons, right, in Blacksburg, mm-hmm. um, if I'm right. is I I'm, I hope I'm counting that right. Um, you spent two at Kennesaw State. I know you were with uh, Aaron Earlywine at Missouri for a long time. I- I'm, I'm kind of piecing all this together. Have you stopped to think about kind of, hey, I, I spent those two years at KSU coaching in the A-Sun, trying to build a program, my first kind of head coaching opportunity, and now I've gotten to Blacksburg and it's clicked in year four, in twice the time. Have you thought about what's clicked and, and what carried from maybe those two years at Kennesaw that has helped you, you know, catch it a little bit at Blacksburg? Uh, I, I don't know if it was just Kennesaw. It was uh... – those ten years in, at Mizzou, we were we were pretty good, you know. Three, yeah, you three were. World Series, eight eight or nine supers, uh, regionals every year. So there was a blueprint that we had at Mizzou um, that I tried to take to Kennesaw, and it worked there, you know. And and so if it worked there, then let's let's try to take it to, to BT, and and we took it here, and uh, we had some success my first year. I mean, we went the coastal, and um, you know, it just proved proved that what we what we do works. And it's not the same thing we did at Mizzou. I mean, there, there, it, it's a blueprint, but I, I got my own stamp on it. Uh, but for the most part, it, we were really successful there and uh, carried it to mm-hmm. Kennesaw and carried it here. But, um, 
you know, you look back and, and the, the one thing that I'm proud about is, uh, you know, for 10 years I was the assistant at Mizzou. And then um, those kids at Kennesaw, I mean, we, we won the league my second year and, and it was almost, uh, I felt like validated, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm not the assistant mm-hmm. anymore. I'm, I'm the head guy and, and, uh, and, and I kind of did it on, not on my own. I have really good coaching staff, but um, I was the head the head cheese, so to speak. So um, then you come into uh, VT and, and there's a new challenge. Can I do it at power five? And so, um, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't look back too much. It's, it's just pretty cool to think about, but um, you know, it, it's just uh, validation, I guess, of, of what we do works. Coach, I want to get back to your team a second. You have the luxury of having an incredible one-two combination with Keeley and Emma. Uh, what separates them two? If you had to do like a critique of those two, what makes Emma different than Keeley? And if you're on the other side having to face them, what's the headache about both of them? Well, both of them compete extremely hard. I mean, they're, they're coming at you. They're not afraid of anything. Um, you know, uh, the thing with Keeley is she can throw more pitches in different counts than I think Emma can right now. Uh, Keeley can command her change up a uh, little bit better drop ball. Uh, but Emma throws harder. Emma throws harder and sometimes spins her rise a little bit tighter. So um, if, if she's got her, her low rise, mid rise and, and, and rise going, uh, she's, she's a handful. So, uh, but yeah, they're both competitors. They both, they both want the ball. They're both good teammates. Uh, they both cheer for each other. It's, 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 um, it's a pretty, pretty special dynamic those two have. They both look like they got that quiet confidence about them too. Like they're almost snipers with it in their hand. Yeah, you can't you can't flap them. You know they're unflappable, and uh, you know there's not any any moments that are too big for those kids. You know Keeley's done it for mm. you know five years now, but uh, you know the, the one thing that stuck out about uh, Emma was uh, her, her her start at Alabama. You know there was four thousand mm. people screaming at her, and um, you know that the first inning we we left the bases loaded, and, and I think we uh, we got we got doubled off or something. It was a big time. We didn't score any runs, and, and their fans were just loud and just um you know on their team side as they should be and emma came out and struck out the side and they're number two team in the country and i was like oh man i mean that's freshmen they don't do that you know and uh so we, we knew we had something going uh a- after that by the way i thought it was a touch of class by uh your fan base when you took keely out and last game standing ovation i mean that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, a true appreciation of what a student athlete's done, taking a, a program to another level and being a part of a team. Uh, I thought it was really, really cool. Well, yeah, that was that was a that was a cool moment. That's one of the ones that I'll remember um, this year. That's more important than than wins. I mean, she's done a lot for me personally, and um, you know, just to be able to honor her like that was uh, was a big deal. So I'm I'm glad we were, we were able to do that. All right, so we've talked about the exam week and kind of how balky the schedule can get here, and you got to be careful with the checks and balances. You're going to go to Pittsburgh as the top seed here. Um, how do you have you thought about that event and how you handle the event, and do you treat it just like another maybe one of those early season tournaments you play in, or how, how does this one stack up for you? It's important. We're going there to try to win it. Um, you know what. We'll, we haven't really done anything different this week. Obviously, uh, took some time off, but we'll get back at it on uh, this weekend, and um, we'll go up there. We'll practice on Wednesday, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll treat it like a regional. You know, we go up there and, and try to win it. But um, yeah, there's nothing really too much different. I, I think 
we get into a routine and a habit on the road of uh, just knowing what's expected of us, not just softball, but curfew and, um, you know, the meals and all that stuff. We get in a pretty good routine and uh, we won't change that at all. We'll just uh, we'll keep doing what we've been doing. Are we bringing the mustache back for May or how's that? How are we going to handle that one? Uh, if my wife's watching right now, absolutely not. If she's not watching, then, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got a sense that you're going to be clean shaven for the rest of the way. That's what it sounds yeah. like to me. Yeah, gonna, <laughs> take that one. We'll just slide that. Uh, hey, Pete, just remember it's it's a war. It's not a battle, my man. You got no, to think about the long game, don't you? Hey, Long game. <laughs> hey, you know what? You might be twenty-one and two in the league, but your wife's undefeated. So I got news for you. You got to know your it. role. I hear, I hear her stomping upstairs. She's uh, <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. it. It's all good. All right, all right, man. Congratulations on the regular season. Look forward to watching you next week. Thanks, guys. Look forward to seeing you again. You got it. Best of luck. All right, you bet. Pete Moore does a phenomenal job Ooh. at Virginia Tech. It is a terrific, terrific story, by the way, this journey of his pack to success in four seasons at Blacksburg. I mean, when you think about the decade-long assistance at Missouri and go to Kennesaw for two seasons, have some success there, and now turns it at, uh, at Virginia Tech in just four quick seasons. You're talking about Super Regional last year at UCLA and certainly a candidate to go that far, maybe even more this year in Blacksburg. Well, just think of the fact that, hey, you got five teams in the ACC ranked in the top 25, and Virginia Tech's 21 and two, right, in the league. Enough said. That's all you need yep. to know. Uh, and that tournament in Pittsburgh next know. week yep. is going to be out of sight. Like I said, big time talent. Big time. All right. When we come back ahead of Saturday night's ACC championship, one of our favorites returns to the program. She also happens to be the best player in women's lacrosse. Number eight, Charlotte North is next on Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham. It is a Thursday. Cinco de Mayo. 844-SAY-ACCN is the number for the program. We go from Virginia Tech softball to the ultimate star in women's lacrosse because here on ACC Network on Saturday night at 6 p.m., the number one team in the country is North Carolina. The number two team in the country is Boston College. And you will get that game for an ACC title. And it is a big deal. And it's a big deal for us, Wes, for our next guest who makes her fifth appearance in the program. The best in the business. Simple as that. Charlotte North, how are we doing? Yep. Hi, how are you guys? Uh, not as good as you. (laughs) No, no, clearly not. Clearly not that good. Wait, Pac, what does Charlotte get for a five? What, what do we hand out? Is that half a mug for five? Uh, we, we do a, uh, I think just half a throw with our lacrosse stick is what we get for five. That's what we get. Just, just kind of like, (laughs) it's not a national championship throw, but it could be an ACC championship throw. That's what we got. All right. Maybe we'll see where it goes. That's Charlotte. Charlotte, before before we dig in here, Charlotte, we have to tell you about introducing you to two people who work with us here at ACC Network. Right, Pac? I think we have to share with Charlotte how this worked, don't you? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm ready. All right. We're in New Orleans at the Final Four, and we're getting ready to do a pregame show prior to the Final Four that afternoon. And it just so happens 
that your game with Virginia Tech is on ACC Network, right, prior to our show. So Mark and I are in this production area, and all of a sudden here comes Luke Hancock, Joel Berry, Carlos Boozer. All three most outstanding players are national champions in basketball, and they're like, huh, what's that? I said, well, Packer says, well, right there, if you watch that girl number eight, that young lady right there is the best lacrosse player in women's lacrosse. They're like, no kidding. And about the time you go behind your head into the goal to score, and Luke Hancock's jaw drops. What in the world was that? So here you are bringing the sport to people, and you don't even know it. All right, so the impact you're having, not just at BC, not just in the ACC, but nationally. I know you don't think about it, but when we're sitting there and all of a sudden we tell somebody, hey, she's really, really good, and you do something like that, you don't have any idea it's happening. When do you find out you've impacted people? Because you clearly have. Well, I think, you know, for starters, to have our game uh, broadcasted on these amazing platforms is huge for the sport on the whole. Um, and again, I think, you know, just where the sport is right now is such a good place. It's so exciting. Um, it's grown more than it, it has, you know, in the past couple of years due to the coverage growth. Um, and it's just so exciting. I mean, we, we've been playing here in Alumni Stadium. We've been fortunate enough to play in this incredible facility this year. And, and there have been moments where we, we've turned around and looked at the stands and, and just been blown away by the amount of support we've had. Um, and we're so fortunate to have these great fans here. But we just take a moment to realize where the sport is at right now now and, and you know how much more growth that it can have down the line um, we're just so pumped for for our team and for the sport as a whole Charlotte I want to brag about your team a second because I know you come on here and we always tell you about how great you are and you're like okay yeah yeah but it's a team game you know I don't think that was ever more evident than what happened in South Bend this past week because quite frankly for your standard what, what we expect out of you every single time you play is four goals five goals six goals whatever from a scoring standpoint, it was really kind of a quiet week for you, but, man, your teammates stepped up. Cassidy goes nuts the other day, scores, what, a half dozen? And to me, that's always a sign of a great team. Yeah, you're a star. There's no doubt about that. But, man, the folks surrounding you, hey, you're going to go ahead and try to take Charlotte out of the game? Cool. Watch this. I'm up. Next lady up. Bam. Let's score. Let's play. I, I thought it was a great testament to your team, what you accomplished in South Bend in the ACC tournament. A hundred percent, you're spot on. I mean, I'm playing with, like I said earlier, the, the greatest team, you know, in women's lacrosse right now around me, and I see it every day in practice, and to see that come together on game day is incredible. I mean, we have the strongest midfielders in the country. We have, single-handedly, we have the best defense in the entire country, um, and, and same thing on the offensive end. I'm playing with six of the best attackers in the entire world, so I'm just lucky. They make my job easy. It's so much fun out there. You see um, us come together on game day and, and celebrate like crazy, and those are the moments that we work for all week long. Um, and I'm just so fortunate to be on this special team. Okay, so you played Carolina in early March, and here we go again Saturday night. We all know where this is. It's one versus two, not the ACC, but nationally. So how has your team grown? How do you think they've grown in watching them play last week in South Bend? And it, does it have a different feel to it than the first meeting? 
Definitely. I mean, you know, I think we've both grown um, throughout the season. You learn a lot, you know, from when we played back in March, which was a, a great game. Um, we learned a lot about ourselves after that game, moving forward into our next ACC play. Um, but, you know, it's, it's playoff time now, and, and it feels a little different, and there's a lot on the line. And, you know, we've been talking all week. You know, we haven't had <clears throat> reached that ACC championship yet, um, and that's a huge goal of ours. And, you know, we're going down there with, with one thing in mind, and it's to take that trophy home. You know what I'm excited about? I mean, obviously, the showdown, we got stars upon stars upon stars in this matchup. Uh, but the fact that, like I said, you were kind of quiet based on what we expect for Charlotte North, which tells me, like, man, you are asking for trouble for the next one because Charlotte's going to go nuts. And then you got Jamie Ortega, who I know you got a great deal of respect for. You know, she had scored in 50 consecutive games, and she had her streak snapped. I'm thinking, Oh, watch out. Jamie Ortega's going to go nuts, too. So it really is like the perfect storm, right? It's one versus two. There's a competition, needless to say. But there's also a respect factor. You you know, game kind of recognizes game here, doesn't it, in terms of what we're going to get Saturday night? Completely. They're a very talented team. You know, they have depth at every position. They have incredible leaders in fifth years, you know, that are, you know, I respect so much. They're so talented. They've been leading the charge for so long. Um, but, you know, we're excited that this is, you know, what we play for, what we come to Boston College for, to play in this, this big game on Saturday. So we're looking forward to it. Um, they're a great team, but, but we're, we're going to be prepared for everything that they throw at us. Charlotte, I know you've played national teams. I, I, I mean, all you guys kind of know each other, I guess. How much familiarity is there Saturday? A good amount. Um, you know, I have so much respect um, for those, those players down in Chapel Hill. I mean, I've seen them um, compete at the highest level for so long. I've been lucky enough to play alongside them a few times on the national team. They're great people, great players. Um, but Saturday, you know, we got a lot on the line. It'll be strictly business. Mm -hmm. um, but, again, I have so much respect for all of them. By the way, when you get a, a okay. match – Go ahead, Wes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I want, Charlotte, I want to follow up here real quick. Every time we talk to someone, whether it's Dana or somebody involved, maybe Acacia, Jenny Levy, I mean, it, it varies, right? The word power comes out when they talk about you. Other players, I hear about speed, I hear about, you know, agility, balance, things like that. But with you, the term that's most common is power. What does that mean to you? Um, it's exciting. I mean, it's something that I, I pride myself on is, is my power in my game. Um, you know, I think power in my head relates to passion, and that's something that, you know, I feed off of my teammates for um, and just the love of the game out there. It's, it's incredibly fun. And like I said in my last year here, I'm just trying to soak up every moment that I have with them out there. Um, and when we're competing at the highest level and when we're putting it all together on game day, it's full of passion and it's full of power. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's what, what we like to do. It's what I like to do, and I think, you know, that's when we have our most fun. Uh, you know, we started our interviews today with another star up there at BC, old Luke Gold playing baseball, and he's a big-time star. I asked him if he had any superstitions, Charlotte, and he said, the only thing I do is I chew the, chew the same type of gum. Trident gum out of the blue pack. He said he started doing it last year, got on a hot streak, and it, it, it stuck. All right, so I'm going to ask you the same question. From a superstition standpoint, anything come up with you, or you're just like, hey, man, let's go play. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I have quite a few, actually. Um, it's it's 
little things on game day that I like to do the same, have the same routine, um, have to eat the same thing before a game, have to listen to my specific songs before a game. Um, but that's pretty much pretty much how it goes, and, and I like to get it done in a timely manner, pretty organized. But um, it, it's pretty superstitious on game day. All right, so what's the food? Turkey sandwich, nice and simple. Tur- no mayo, no mustard, no anything, just turkey. Turkey and cheese. Turkey, what kind of cheese? Doesn't Cheddar. matter. <laughs> Cheddar. White bread, Cheddar, okay. whole wheat. What are we doing on that? Whole wheat, whole wheat toasted. Whole wheat toasted. Now we're getting specific. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're going places. No pickle, no chips, no, no just, just a turkey <laughs> nope. sandwich. All Plain right. and simple, yep. A little salt and pepper, or no, not even any of that? No. Yeah, all right. Yeah, waste of time. All right. <laughs> How about music wise? What songs are we listening to? Um, I actually, I've never told anyone, so nobody knows uh, what those songs are, but it's a, it's a specific oh. secret playlist. Um, I got the lineup right before the game, and then I'm ready to go. All right, so we can't get into that. All right, so turkey sandwich, toasted wheat, maybe some cheese if you're in the mood, <laughs> and the magical playlist, and then yep. all right, you know what breaks loose. Yep. You know what? Here's the thing. The magical playlist intrigues me. Because we know you grew up in Dallas, right? I mean, so yep. that that opens that door. You <laughs> spent your college career, started at Duke, finished at BC. That opens a whole nother door. Music, musically pack that secret, you know, Charlotte North Power playlist could be anywhere. <laughs> can you give I mean, us? It a, could be anywhere music wise. Can you give us a hint of the genre? Is it country music? I mean, it's a wide variety. I'll give right. you that. It's a wide variety. See, there we go. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I bet there's. I bet there's like the country rock segment. There's the rap segment. I bet there's speed metal in there, like some, uh, you know, like the hair band, like Rat or Dio or something like that from the '80s or '90s. I bet she's got it all. I bet it's like eight songs packed that covers everything. <laughs> We're never gonna know. We're never going to know. I can All tell. Right. Charlotte's not giving that info. Charlotte. Up. That is not getting All right. Now, now, Charlotte, before we let you go, there is this one thing I do want to ask you about because I've noticed on social media with you that you do have some NIL stuff going here. But I, I want to dive a little into what that is because I know it's become a really hot topic across the board in college athletics at a lot of levels, especially with the football stuff and some of the basketball but it seems to me, and I've also noticed with Aaron Matson, who played field hockey at Carolina, the same thing. Some of your NIL is gauged towards equipment, camps, apparel, things like that, as it relates to lacrosse. Has that been as beneficial to you as you would have expected or hoped for from the name, image, and likeness stuff? Definitely. I mean, I think it's super exciting. There are opportunities, you know, across the board. Um, you see athletes, you know, like Aaron Matson and, and other people using their platform and, and getting those deals that are so exciting. Um, for the equipment side, the apparel side, I think it's huge. Um, I think the coolest piece is that camps part, um, camping clinics that you can, mm-hmm. you know, really connect with the next generation of players um, while you are in college, not just, you know, once you finish playing. But um, I mean, personally, that's just, it's such a fulfilling experience um, and it's so exciting. It's something that, you know, athletes have, have deserved for a while. Um, and so it's, it's really incredibly exciting. I just want to tell you, Charlotte, cool. before we say adios to you, it's been real cool to get a chance to know you. Um, you know, we, Wes yep. and I brag all the time about the student athletes on this show. 
uh, and across the league. I mean, it's just impressive what young people are doing, but you've taken it to a different level, and it's a joy to watch you play because I know how much you love. you got a true passion for what you do. But it's been cool to get a chance to know you on the show. And um, can't wait to see what the final chapters are going to be for you at BC, but it's been great, great having you on the show. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Thank you both for having me. You got it. Best of well, luck. I want to tell you this too, Charlotte. You, uh, you and your team and this league – not only will you find out where you're going on Sunday in terms of the uh, of the Women's Lacrosse National Championship and the tournament, but the fact that the, the Women's Lacrosse National Championship finals are on ESPN this year proves that you and others like you have moved that sport to another level. So congratulations on that and the success of BC and Carolina and everybody else that plays this sport has done a lot to move it forward. So congratulations on that and good luck Saturday night here on ACC Network. Thank you so much. It's huge. The sport's in a great place, and it's only growing bigger. Thank you guys so much for having me. You got it. By the way, get that, get that playlist to us. We'll keep it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Right. I know better than that. Yeah, we'll see you. It's in the vault, I think. Uh, Charlotte Thank North. you, guys. Uh, you got it. You bet. Thank you. Great to see you again. Don't forget, ACC Championship is uh, – uh, Saturday night, one versus two in Chapel Hill. Number one, North Carolina. Number two, Boston College. Our coverage starts at six right here on ACC Network and streaming live on the ESPN app. When we come back on this date, Mike Martin becomes college baseball's all-time winningest coach. Number 11 in the spotlight next when we continue. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Something tomorrow on this show that you never, ever thought would come out of Mark Packer's mouth. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for it, too. I've been waiting for it. I'm not going to. That's all I'm going to tell you. I'm not gonna, that's the only tease you're going to get from me. I've been waiting to do Tomorrow this. Tomorrow on this show, for at least Mark si- Packer sa- says something you never, ever thought he'd say. <laughs> That'd be accurate. Tomorrow is a very important day uh, for me, personally, tomorrow. Yes, yes it I, is. I, that's, all I'm yes. Gonna leave, I'll, that's, that's the tease I'm going to give you on that one, too. So tomorrow's a big day yeah. on the show. It's a big day tomorrow on the show. Yeah, well... Um, four years ago tonight, old number 11 became uh, college baseball's all-time winningest coach at Division One. The legendary one in a million, Mike Martin, won his 1,976 game. Ironically, a Clemson pack. Yeah, I miss old coach, don't you? That? Man, what a great dude this guy oh, was. Yeah. Holy Shh. man, it still is. He's out there hitting that golf ball, making a bunch of putts and taking guys' money. I know he is. Double press on the 9th and the 18th hole. Uh, man, always a great conversation. It didn't matter what time of the year. Man, you get Mike Martin on there, you're going to talk some stories and everything else. And uh, he was perfect for Florida State. Incredible coach. Couldn't Nicer things can happen to that guy, man. I'm just telling you, he is as good as it gets. Yep. As good as it gets. I haven't, uh, you know what? I haven't made many trips to Tallahassee post-pandemic, but we might need to find some way somehow to maybe see if we can track 11 down at some point here, pack in the next couple of months. Check in, yeah. see how the golf game is. 
I know he still goes to the ballpark occasionally. I have heard that. See if we can find out what's going on. Man, he's such a good dude, right? He's great. I love. I always yep. used to love our conversations with Mike Martin because you know he he kind of give you the old fake left go right. Ah, we're not hitting the ball. We're not doing this. And all I did this win forty plus every year and rock and roll. The only thing that was missing was a college World Series championship on that resume. And man, alive! I thought he thought he'd get one of those, but uh, man, he looks back at just an incredible career and what a great guy he is. Yep. Great guy. Yeah. So uh, our best to Mike Martin. Coach, we're thinking about you on this day, especially four years yeah. ago, becoming college baseball's all-time winningest coach. Uh, and just a terrific, terrific gentleman. Hey, Pac, I got news for you. If you thought the way-too-early top 25 in college basketball was a bit much, can I tell you that Todd McShay has released – his mock draft for 2023. <laughs> oh, Lord. The best thing and on here's this. the first round. Listen, the best here's thing. Here's the first on, round. The best thing on this list right here is seeing Jordan Addison still with the word pit beside his name. I hope it stays that way. <laughs> I do. I really, really do. Look at the three Tigers in the first round. Uh, Razee, Murphy, and Simpson behind TVD in the top ten. I don't, nobody on that list uh, stuns me on that first round. None of them. They're all dudes. Everyone. Zion Nelson at 26, Tony Grimes 28, and Josh Downs on the back end of round one. <laughs> and Todd McShay's NFL mock draft 2023. <laughs> Uh, Pack that draft, by the way, is April 27th next year. Yeah, we're only 51 weeks away. Maybe Mel Kuyper will get the first pick right this year. Just saying. Oh, see? See, you can't do that. Can't be after people like that. It's too early. Well, 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 I'm not after anybody. That's his job. The first pick, he didn't get it right. Again, he's got 51 oh. weeks. I hope he gets the first pick right. I'm not taking a shot at anybody. That's just a fact. It's a fact. By the way, how great is Charlotte North to visit with, huh? How fortunate are we to be able to talk to her? Well, and not only Charlotte, but we brag all the time about the student-athletes in this league yeah. are so talented at what they do. They're great students. Again, the academics and the athletics, all right? That's the thing that separates mm -hmm. the ACC from everybody else. It's athletics and yeah. academics. You got number one versus number two. I guarantee, regardless of outcome, Monday's show, that will be a major headline on Monday. Guaranteed. Yep. Guaranteed yep. lock. It is a heck of a showdown Saturday night. We'll have more on that tomorrow for you uh, on this program. Plus, again, a very important day for Packer, but also something tomorrow in the three hours you never, ever thought you'd hear Mark Packer say in his broadcasting career. That would be true. on this show. That, that would be true. We'll see you at 7 a.m. Great job, Casey. Drew, Chrissy, thanks, everybody. Appreciate all the help. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.